Welcome to the Lost Mystery Podcast with Anton and Evan. I'm Evan, and I've been a Lost fanatic from the beginning. And I'm Anton, experiencing the mysteries for the first time. Join us as we start from the very beginning and make our way to the very end. This is episode 22, where we're discussing Exodus Part 1 from Season 1 of Lost. What? Somebody's here! Hey, hey! Hey, hey, stop! Slow, slow down. Stay right there. Who is that? It's gotta be a French chick. Calm down, everyone. It's all right. Danielle? What are you doing here? The others are coming. Our ship went aground on this island 16 years ago. There were six of us. My team. Six? At that time, I was already seven months pregnant. Delivered the infant myself. The baby and I were together for only one week when I saw black smoke. A pillar of black smoke, five kilometers inland. That night, they came. They came and took her. Took my baby. And now, they're coming again. They're coming for all of you. Who's coming? The others. You have only three choices run, hide, or die. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 22 of the Lost Mystery Podcast with Anton and Evan. I am Evan. And I'm Anton. And we are discussing Exodus Part 1, the first part of the two-part Season 1 finale. Well done, by the way. Yeah, thank you. (laughs) (laughs) And there is no character focus in this. It just kind of covers lots of different people. So let it jump into it. All right. First thing I have here is uh, the scene we just listened to. Mm-hmm. Um, Danielle shows up at their camp and tells them the others are coming. Yeah. Which is super scary to me. It, like freaked uh, me out. Yeah. And she tells them that their ship went aground on that island 16 years ago, a story we had already heard most of it. Mm-hmm. But there were a few other bits in there that we should probably notice. Um, there were six of them on their team. Um, at the time, she was already seven months pregnant. Right. And she delivered the infant herself on the island. She and the baby were only together one week uh, when she saw a pillar of black smoke in the jungle. And that night, the others came and took her little baby girl, Alex. Alex, yeah. And now they're coming again, coming to get the survivors of the crash. Right. To further intensify the situation, she says you have only three choices. Run, hide, Hide, or die. die. Oh, yeah. 
So let's, I mean, where do we even begin? <laughs> you know, um, for, like you said, this is a very freaky type uh, episode. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I mean, we have no idea who the others are. Right. I, I'm so like just freaked out by, I mean, my theory of like, this is some type of science, you know, observatory right. and, mm-hmm. and these others. That makes the scientists not seem, or the people not seem, the others not seem that scary. However, they are very scary. And what they did to Danielle makes it that much scarier, mm-hmm. you know, and, and she's saying that they're coming for them, right. you know? So, um, I don't know. I just, I, I got the kind of into this part because of the panic that would have been gone. Everybody would have been going through. Oh yeah. Well, especially, know? I mean, yeah, they've had to deal with a monster, Yeah, you know, and all these other weird little things that have happened. But now it's like, there's a horde. We don't know how many people yeah. are coming and like, they're either going to hide or they're going to die. Right, exactly. And that's that would be really scary. Yeah, most definitely. <laughs> and, and they're working. They're working. Basically, they have two things that they have to get going here. One, mm-hmm. the raft has to be launched that day. You right. know, we find out mm-hmm. uh, because it, well, Michael says it's not ready, but right. Jack says if these people are coming, you're going to launch that thing. Right. And the other is they have to get people into safety. Right. You know. Mm-hmm. So there's not only the panic of these crazies coming. But there's also the panic of just getting so much done before they come get there, right. you know? Yeah, and on the island, work continues on the raft, and they're getting very close to being ready to launch it, but, yeah. you know, as they're moving it down closer to the water, the mast breaks. Right. You know, Sawyer seems responsible for that. <laughs> and just at that moment, they see a large pillar of black smoke in the jungle. Freak. The sign that the others are coming. Yeah. <laughs> so if Danielle telling them wasn't enough, now they've got the proof. Yeah, because I'm not. They, they were kind of writing off uh-huh. her as like, kind of crazy, a crazy, yeah. right? And then they see this exact thing mm-hmm. as she describes, uh, which I didn't think smoke could be that scary. It oh, is. Oh, it is. It is. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> There's something about controlled smoke. It's just <laughs> really <laughs> exactly. Really scary. So they, you know, they tried it to get more details out of Danielle, but all she tells them is that she can, you know, she can vanish into the jungle and they'll never find her. Right. But they are a group of forty, and they how could they possibly hide? Right. Yeah. You know. Jack gives Locke a, a special look. Oh, yeah. You know, he wants to get everyone into that hatch and hide them there. Right. You know, so the effort to get the hatch open is ratcheted up pretty quickly. Yeah, most definitely. And uh, they take Danielle to the hatch, and she says, you know, she's never seen it before. Mm-hmm. Um, so, obviously, she's never, she doesn't have any clue what's in there. And, um, you know, Locke uh, remembers that Danielle booby-trapped her shelter with explosives and right. asks her if she's got any more. She tells him that there's dynamite at the Black Rock in the dark territory. Mm. He wants to use the dynamite to blast open the hatch. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So uh, the black rock we know about. Yeah, we know about that. And we don't know what it is, but new. we've heard about it lots and lots and lots. Um, the dark territory we haven't had mentioned yet. No, I don't no. All we really know is that's the area that the black rock exactly, is. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, what, what's interesting is that, is that, uh, Danielle is willing to take them there. Right. You know, and all we know from this so far, that area is that it's bad. You know, don't want nothing to do with it, but she's willing to go back. I think it's really surprising after all that's happened with her team and as reluctant as she was in the beginning to even get involved with Saeed and the other survivors that she's saying, oh, okay, I'll go back. I'll take you back to where the sickness started. Yeah, no kidding. And where my team got infected and all this. Yeah. Yeah, (laughs) I'll go back there and risk it. Yeah, and she survived for 16 years by herself. Why right. such an interest now to involve herself with 40 others? Right. You yeah, know? exactly. 
So, so we have a flashback here, which I thought was really interesting. You know, Jack meets a woman named Anna Lucia in the bar at the airport before mm-hmm. their flight. She happens to be one of the other passengers from the flight. Right. Um, you know, th- through their conversation, we find out that Jack is no longer married to Sarah. Yeah. You know, what happened? Oh, you know, I could speculate because that's all it is, but it yeah. seems to me maybe he didn't love her. And he, yeah, like we talked about, yeah, we know, talked a couple about, episodes yeah, ago. like maybe he came to this realization that it was just his commitment to, it was his commitment to the idea of saving exactly. her, not necessarily her herself, which is awful because mm-hmm. it just, and maybe, or vice versa. Maybe she realizes we got married because I was a mess and you right. fixed me. Right. We don't, I mean, obviously we don't know yet if Jack left her or if she left right, him yeah. or what, but it's, it's yeah, awful it, though. It's pretty sad after, you know, the episode that was so great where we find out, you know, the circumstances and yeah. how they met and all of that. Yeah. Uh, we also find out that, you know, she was in the, the back of the plane, which broke off in mid flight. Yeah. We saw that in the first or second episode. Uh, we find out that Jack was in seat 23 B. Right. She was in seat 42 F. Mm-hmm. Our special numbers, as you might remember, are 4, 8, 15, 16, 23, Three. 42. Mm-hmm. Their seat rows both match the last two numbers in that sequence, 23 yeah. and 42. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and as she's leaving, she makes an odd comment. She says, um, and Jack, the worst part is over. Yeah. What the heck? <laughs> what, you, what is that about? Well, you know, there's, I just took kind of like a realistic, well, very surface look at it. Yeah. And my surface look was, she's talking about her, her, his dad. He's dead. He's gone. You know, cause he had been discussing right, that. Sure. Yeah. The worst part is the fact that she, you know, that he, he's gone, you know, he's been through all the right. bad stuff. Mm-hmm. Now it's just burying, getting it over. I thought, mm-hmm. okay, that would be, it. but it seemed a lot more into it than that. There seemed like she was actually, she was saying something to Yeah. Him. Like some kind of prophetic statement yeah, or something. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't have any clue either. I mean, the first thing that came to mind is maybe it was just she talked about them having their next drink on the plane. Right. And so maybe her comment was more like, you know, we've already broken the ice. So true. from here on out, it won't be nearly as difficult. Yeah, that's true because that girl was all about some hardcore questions. Yeah, she, she wasn't, <laughs> definitely wasn't as easy conversation. No. So. no, but she asked some important questions that, I mean, for my sake, I mean, I got to know. Uh, more about Jack, just that little bitty conversation. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So in a flashback, we see Sawyer at the police station in Australia. He's talking with an officer there. Uh, We find out that Sawyer was in the police station three days before, right? which is when we saw him in Boone's flashback. Right, yeah. uh, When Sawyer was being escorted out of the police station, um, you know, for being in a bar fight. He was there for being in a bar fight. Mm -hmm. But we also find out, uh, very interestingly, that uh, Sawyer's real name is James Ford. Oh, yeah. So uh, I don't know if we should keep calling him Sawyer or call him James or, or what. I don't know. I'm so used to Sawyer. It yeah. just sticks to me. <laughs> but it is interesting that um, he was detained for fighting, not murder, <laughs> you know? Yeah, that it's is interesting. It's like that, for whatever reason, it just, uh, I mean, he kind of brings up his rap sheet of him, the detective does. Mm-hmm. And he's like, this, this, and this, and this, and this, and then on top of that, you head better the wrong guy, you yeah. know? Well, what I don't understand is, like, my understanding was the first time he was there three days ago yeah. was for the bar fight. Yeah. Why was he there this time? I I think he was being held still. I don't think oh. he's ever left. Oh, like, yeah, maybe he was just he in detained. a cell for three yeah. days. Yeah. yeah. Okay, I see what you mean. Yeah, you're yeah, right Yeah, he was being there. detained, and then, um, but then they pretty much uh, tell him, 
what we're going to do is we're going to have you leave and never come back to the country of Australia. Right. Yeah, you he's know. deported and he's never allowed to come right. back. Yep. So uh, hopefully he's not planning any vacations anytime soon. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> Good but, uh, okay, next thing I had was uh, uh, character stuff here. Okay. Um, you know, feeling guilty for breaking the mast, Sawyer sets out to find a replacement. Right. And he's, you know, as he's working, Jack comes to give him one of the guns for protection right. on the raft. Sawyer realizes that, you know, by the time, oh, wait a minute here. Yeah, Sawyer realizes that by the time Jack and the others get back from going to get the dynamite, mm-hmm. he and the others will be on the raft and on their way to find rescue. Right. He proceeds to tell Jack about talking with his father in the bar. Oh, yeah. Um, about a week before they all got on the plane. You know, he passes along that his father was sorry for what he had done, wanted to apologize, but was never man enough to call. Amazing, Awesome scene. Yeah. Like, I would almost say probably one of the best scenes in the whole first season. Yeah, I'm so glad that Sawyer told him. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, first, uh, you know, Jack's like fighting back tears and, and Sawyer's like... He's doing it in a Sawyer kind of way, you know. Mm-hmm. He's kind of he's telling him he's not being. I guess it's not Sawyer. I mean, he's not. He's just doing it in his voice and doing mm-hmm. it in his like. Seems like you know he yeah. never got around to making that phone yeah. call. You know, <laughs> yeah. it's like it's like it's great. so perfect. And I'm like, the writing is excellent too. Yeah, like I love the when he tells him the story. He gets about halfway into it, and it's like Sawyer all of a sudden remembers what his name was. Yeah. And he's, you know, says Christian. Yeah. So at that point, there's Jack no, knows yeah, there's, for, without a doubt that it's him. It is so good. So perfect, amazing writing, amazing acting in yeah. that scene. Yeah, definitely. But I'm sure, I'm, I think that's probably one of everybody's favorite scenes. Oh, I'm sure. I mean, it's like a big deal for Sawyer because he actually is willing to rise above his, you know, normally really masculine persona. Yeah. And, you know, be weak and tell Jack this stuff that's, right. you know, really kind of flowery and personal. Yeah, it was um, awesome. So very awesome. Next thing I had, we find out that um, Montan, <laughs> who we Montan. Had, we didn't have a name for him before, yeah. was a member of Danielle's team, lost his arm shortly after they arrived on the island. Right. So that's just one little bit of information we can add to the whole Danielle story. Yeah, definitely. Um, as we learn more about that. A mystery here. Uh, we hear Arst running through the jungle. You know, he's just seen the monster. Yeah. We finally hear something again from the monster. Right, right. yeah. It's the first time in a long, long time. time. Yeah. And Kate asked Danielle, you know, what it is, what this monster is. And Danielle says it's a security system. Right, right. And its purpose is that of any security system to protect something. Yeah, most definitely. Uh, I mean security system was not what I would describe that thing as, you know, I mean, (laughs) dinosaur, maybe. (laughs) Yeah. I was really close to the dinosaur theory, but I, I don't know. It just seems like whatever Danielle, you know, knows this thing to be, she says it's some kind of security system. Mm -hmm. I mean, obviously it's gotta be something huge that it's protecting because I mean, it's willing to kill you if you get close to it. I mean, well, we've seen it kill things before. Uh Um, so, I don't know, and it's just, you know, Danielle seems to fear it. Right. She runs from it. I mean, she's been here 16 years, and she's mm-hmm. still running. You know, so she hasn't found a way around this thing. Right. Hasn't found a way to interact with it, which still, once again, makes me wonder why Locke was able to, on first try, right. get in front of this thing and not be mutilated yeah, by right. it. Yeah, right, exactly. So. Well, what what's interesting to me is, you know, this thing's huge, whatever it is. Yeah. Huge or powerful, one or the other. Right. 
if it's a security system, to me that implies either someone made it yeah. or someone has control over it. Sure. So it's like, you know, who are these people or this thing or whatever that has control over this right. big monster? Yeah, definitely. I mean, scientists. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why I have something to say, <laughs> but I really do. And that's why Arth, you know, yeah, yeah. about that guy. And I had a character connection here. Okay. Uh, we see Saeed leave his bag with Shannon for a moment you oh, know, yeah. while he goes to get something, uh, something else, um, or goes to do something else. Um, to prove how mean she can be, she tells a guard about Saeed leaving his bag unattended. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely awful. see a really, <laughs> a really nasty side of Shannon. I like the, She's telling the guard, you know, excuse me, sir. You know, some some Arab guy just left his bag unattended mm-hmm. downstairs. You know, can you can you can you describe him for me? Uh, Arab. Arab. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, that's yeah. awful. But I mean, it's like, man, she she just has a really ugly personality to me. Sometimes. Oh my gosh. I mean, it's kind of I mean, funny kind of coincidence that now she's dating that. Arab guy, you know? Yeah. You know what? I, I never even considered that. Yeah. Yeah. Like even after all the relationship and all we've talked about it and everything else, I never really realized that this same guy that she told on and got in trouble yeah. was the guy she was. I wonder if she thought about it. Like, Oh, that's that guy. You think she remembers him? I don't know. I mean, maybe she didn't even notice him that much. Maybe all she saw was an Arab guy. She couldn't tell you, you know, <laughs> what he looked like, yeah. you know? Well, obviously not if she couldn't describe him to the security guard. I think maybe she was, but she was just proving her point to Boone that I'm capable of ruining your life if I want to. Mm-hmm. That's awful. So we have a mystery. This is a pretty big one. Mm-hmm. You know, we finally get to see this black rock. Right. Let's talk about it. Okay, it's the Goonies. I told you. Yeah. You remember I said <laughs> yeah, that? Yeah, One-Eyed Willie is yeah. at the mast. Yeah. <laughs> Instead of it being the rocks, it's the map. It's yeah. actually the One-Eyed Willie uh-huh. uh, ship. But no, it's just this crazy old ship. Mm-hmm. You know, it's called the Black Rock, right. and it's <clears throat> on shore. Yeah, I was instantly wondering, like, how in the world does you know a ship like that get tossed into the middle of this island like yeah. that? Yeah, and it's. Just, I mean, to me, it doesn't look like a very modern ship. It looks old. You know, like real old. Well, yeah, but I mean, like, yeah, there are some things we could think of that would cause a ship to end up in the middle of the island, but I don't think any of them are very likely. No, no. Like, to me, it is extremely odd that a giant ship is sitting in the middle of an island. Yeah, me too. But we'll have to leave that for another time. So I had a character bit here. Mm -hmm. Sun gives Jen a simple translation dictionary to help him communicate with the others on the raft. Um, he tells her that he's sorry that he's on this island because yeah. he's being punished yeah. for making her suffer for so long. Yep. He has to go so he can get her rescued from that place. Mm-hmm. They make up and all is well. Yeah. They get the boat finished into the water and they're off to find rescue. Right. Yeah. What a relief though to to have that relationship kind of be fixed and not have this, you know, kind of impending doom for Sun and Jen. Oh man, I was I was so happy. Uh, that they they actually made up because it mm-hmm. I don't know I mean he's leaving and and just he was so hardcore he's like I didn't know I didn't think they were gonna make up but mm-hmm. um, they do have this reconciling moment where they both apologize right you know I mean she apologizes and rightfully so she did some stuff that was mm-hmm. awful but he you know he apologizes and they don't have to really ex- ex- say why they're apologizing uh-huh. you just for I mean for the things they've done they just were sorry right. they both you know. Um, but 
yeah, she gives him this English dictionary, or well, a thing that she kind of um, mm-hmm. builds, which is kind of um, interesting because now her English is coming around to be beneficial to both of them. Right. You know, it's no longer a tool that was kind of a secret that she was using against him. No. Now it's something she's actually able to use to help him. Yeah, definitely. In his situation. Definitely. What else do you got? Well, um, on the way out to the Black Rock, um, I wrote down here that Locke points out on da- uh, Danielle's arms. She has these these scratches, uh-huh. and um, and he asks where she got them. And she says some bushes, you yeah. know. And he's like, some, "Must be mean, mean, mean bushes." bushes. Yeah. You know, I mean, Danielle's <laughs> to me start in this episode is sketchy. Mm-hmm. You know, she. I mean, she's sketchy anyway. But oh yeah, like definitely. she just seems like I don't know. Like the fact as soon as she got to the, got him to the the Black Rock mm-hmm. or whatever. Like, it's like she bails, you know, bails, yeah. you know, uh, yeah. and then, but uh, then also we see Shannon back at the airport, or, or, or um, uh, no, we already talked about that, I was going to bring it up, but Shannon again, but um, uh, I don't know, and there's nothing else I have in my notes, I was just saying, I'm looking through my notes here, and I, oh, well, Arth, his character. Yeah, Arst. Arst, yeah. Arth, that's Arth, <laughs> Arst, I, yeah. I did write down Arth, I don't know why, <laughs> Arst, that's yeah. either way, it's weird. It's a weird name. Yeah, yeah. Arst, um, he, you know what? Like, I wanted to check the manifest again to see if he was another because, like, uh-huh. immediately, I thought that he was very strange. Yeah. You know, and he wanted to go with them, and and he is obviously knowledgeable. Mm-hmm. You know, he says, "Hey, look, you know, you're going to deal with old dynamite. Yeah, you know, or explosives. Do you know how to handle that?" And they're like, mm-hmm. "No," and um, and I just I don't know. He seems like this kind of weird weird kind of guy yeah i mean he, to me he seems like the typical science teacher you know oh here we go stereotypes no, no. <laughs> no i mean like he seems you know he's kind of an oddball kind of quirky he's definitely used to being surrounded by kids all day he, just that kind of guy you know? to all your science uh, professors out there it might be yeah. listening um i do apologize <laughs> evan's uh wife this, and his father-in-law is a math teacher yeah. so let's just this throw that out there like yeah the, of the management yeah <laughs> I love science, by the way. Yeah. yeah. I just got <laughs> yeah. some points for me. Yeah, all my personal feelings on science aside. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, I think he definitely, you know, he doesn't seem like an odd character. He definitely yeah. is kind of an oddball, but. Well, he tries to leave him in right. the midst of this like journey. He's yeah, like, that, um, yeah, I'm like, going to leave. I like the scene, you know, like he was all gung ho to go and help him out in the first place until he found out about Montan's freaking arm. You know? <laughs> <laughs> no kidding. Yeah. Yeah. And then, uh, he, that's when we, he actually comes back, mm-hmm. um, running from the monster security system. Right. Uh, but yeah, that's pretty much all I had in, uh, on all that. So yeah, I think that's, um, this is a two part you know, finale. So obviously a lot of the things that happened in this episode are going to tie into the next episode as well. Yeah. So we'll pick up more on that in the next episode. But that does us for this episode, the 22nd episode. 22. Yeah, the big 2-2 of the Lost Mystery Podcast with Anton and Evan. On Sunday, we'll be discussing Exodus Part 2. And I'll remind you that this is the finale for Season 1 of Lost. There's a lot that happens, some really exciting things. And even more exciting is for those of you who are watching this show for the first time, you won't have to wait the, I don't know how many months, five or six months between season one and two that every, everyone else has to wait. <laughs> what are you guys doing to yourselves? Yeah, I mean, we're, we're a couple of shows ahead, obviously, to, to be able to keep up with the schedule. And um, it was really nice to be able to flip from the last show of season one to the first show yeah, of season definitely. two in like 
you know, a minute. <laughs> so, <laughs> so yeah, we're, we're, we're glad to be able to bring this to you and to um, hopefully make your experience of watching Lost either again or for the first time more enjoyable. But join us next time on Sunday where we'll discuss Exodus Part 2. Thanks for listening to the Lost Mystery Podcast with Anton and Evan. New episodes are released every Sunday, Wednesday, and Friday morning at 7 o'clock a.m. Eastern Standard Time. In the meantime, if you haven't already, you can sign up and become part of our community at lostmysterypodcast.com. Email us your questions or comments to info at lostmysterypodcast.com. And please call our listener line at 765-439-4190 with your name, where you're calling from, and also let us know whether or not you'd like your comments to be used on an upcoming episode.